Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. When I first got to the room, it had that heavy feeling, that feeling of electricity in the air. My husband was helping my daughter wash her hands. She was about three at the time. All of a sudden, I feel a hard grab on my shoulder. I jump naturally. All of a sudden, my husband turned and looked at us like, can't you see I'm busy? And he realized we were across the room. His face turned white. I've never seen my husband look so scared. Deborah LeBlanc, author of Witch's Fury, and you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, September 28th, 2020, episode 241. How is everyone out there around the world doing? I hope everyone's doing okay with this uh, COVID-19 thing, and over here in the States, Election Day is coming upon us, and that's going to be a pretty interesting thing that happens. But uh, until then, we're going to do listener stories for this episode. And if you have an experience you want to share to the world, send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realnormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. But other than that, everything's nice and smooth, no problems to report. And just remember, tomorrow's Tuesday, and there's a brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Farrell. Wednesday, Terry is back with Terry's Mysterious Moments. And don't forget this Friday, all new videos released, plus a new short film full week for you guys. Hopefully you find something that you will enjoy on this odd menu of entertainment. And as always, we're flattered that you come here to the RPA Network uh, to listen and watch. Thank you very much. But yeah, hey, that's it guys. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. And you know what that means. Oh yeah, man, come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right. To the story then. Falling right this way. No pushing, no shoving. And man, the fans are still going on. It's still nice and warm over here in the States. And you guys know the deal. Over there in the corner, grab a beanbag, find an empty spot on the floor, and don't forget to get a popsicle out of the freezer. We are no longer buying any more popsicles. Cold weather is coming upon us. And please, please enjoy some of those orange popsicles. We have so many left over. <laughs> And while you guys are doing that, as usual, get behind my desk here, get comfy, and I print out Britt's packet here. Thank you, Britt, if you're listening, and let's see what she has for us today. 
Okay. Oh, okay. We have some short ones and we have a long one. All right, with that, let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. I'll getting a little dry. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, man. So good when it hits the lips. All right, the first one. This one is by Arget, and it's titled Aromas at Night. Okay, Arget, let's see what you got, man. I live in a house that is 118 years old. It has had six to seven owners. The master bedroom, which was added 40 years ago, is over the kitchen. Previously, this space was a lumber room or attic. Every so often, probably at least a half dozen times a year, I wake up to the aroma of baking or cooking. It is often cinnamon toast, sometimes what smells like waffles or pancakes or cake or bread or even bacon. Only two people live in the house and one, my husband, is usually snoring beside me when I wake up to these wonderful smells. Sometimes, when he has fallen asleep on the sofa in the family room, I leave him there. If I wake up on these occasions, I always think he's fixing a snack or an early breakfast, but he never is. He never smells what I smell. There is no specific time of the year for these aromas. I think they happen a lot, but I only notice them if I happen to wake up when they are occurring. The last for maybe 30 to 40 seconds after I notice them seems to be when they are the most intense, and then they fade until they are no longer noticeable. Last night I smelled buttery toast at 3.21 a.m. My husband did not. About two months ago, for the first time, I smelled baking and a second odor. This one of gasoline or oil. I was confused, but something, don't ask me what, told me they were two protective spirits. I was afraid something had happened to my parents, but all was well with them. There have been other incidents at my house. The scariest one is the sound of someone ascending the stairs in the front hallway. But uh, back to the aromas. I don't live near a bakery. The nearest one is two miles away. Our house is on a large piece of property on a corner and not near anyone's kitchen. These aromas have been occurring for many years. At first I thought it was me, that my brain was short-wired or something but I appear to be in excellent health. Any ideas? Great podcast. And that was from Arget. Arget, thank you very much for sharing that. And I have to admit, I thought it was a medical condition too, but it sounds like, yeah, it's been happening for years. Uh, you say you're in excellent health. I can only assume that means you must have went and saw somebody to get yourself checked out. But, yeah, I find it very curious that, uh, you know, smelling things... Uh, due to a spirit being around, that's not uh, that's not unusual. We get a lot of stories about cigarette smoke, uh, perfumes, of course. Uh, the list goes on. I think this is the first time I've ever heard anyone talk about, you know, just baking, cooking, um, smell of what what you said, cake, and other things. And then at one point, um, it's the first time you smelled a, a second odor gasoline or oil 
yeah i don't know man uh and you know no one else smells it that's the odd thing but but uh i wish you would have went into some of the other incidences that you mentioned but you did mention the scariest one to you which is you know this one's not really too scary but i can only imagine it's scary to you when it happened uh you heard someone ascending the stairs in your front hallway yeah footsteps so it sounds like it's not whatever it is it's not really bothering you it's just you know it's a curious thing uh old house from oh no it's uh old house that is a 118 years old uh, six to seven owners hmm. yeah i i have no idea but uh if it's not bothering you too much and uh some of the other things that you mentioned doesn't bother you either uh, you know, there are people out there that just uh, actually enjoy having a haunted house. It doesn't bother them. You know, it's kind of like a a novelty of sorts. <laughs> but yeah, Arget, hey, thank you very much for sharing. Loved it. Okay, what do we got next? What do we got here? This one is by Lender, and it's titled Scare Attraction. Okay, Lender, let's see what you got, man. This has happened to me a few years ago. I was working in a scare attraction in the Netherlands. This required working in the dark for days in a row and not seeing any daylight in the winter periods. Many people say this is the explanation of my experience, together with the sounds and music that surround us. But I know what I felt and this was real. That day, I was doing a show about ghosts, and every actor in that company has a problem with that room. For I am not the only one who has had an unexplainable experience there. I was doing my show, and during a pure technical part, I could get out of sight. I had to open another door for the visitors to enter after the technical show. So I put my hand around the door and waited for a lot of noise from the show so I could open the door without being noticed. After waiting a while, I felt someone stroking my hand and whispering, Hey, hey, psst. As a shocked reaction, I pulled my hand back. I opened the door a little and looked into the next room, surrounded by mirrors. I expected to see a colleague, but the room was totally empty. My heart was racing and I opened the door entirely so the light of that room came into the show. I didn't want to be in the dark anymore. The visitors entered the room, although I didn't leave them in there for very long, as I had the strong feeling that we weren't alone. After that show, I never felt completely relaxed in that room anymore. The strange thing is that all the actors have different experiences. Some of them see someone walk through an alley which cannot be there because of the angle of the mirrors. Others see someone lying in a shattered mirror. Others see people passing by for just a short moment. Now, we are all thinking it is a friendly ghost who loves what we do, which is scaring people. That makes it probably fun for him or her to play with us in the same way. And with that thought in mind, I feel quite safe. Keep doing the podcast. And that was uh, Lender. Lender, hey, thank you very much for sharing. Ah, it's a great fun story. 
Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, too, in the beginning when you say you're doing a show and, you know, you think something weird's going on. Yeah, you know, you got a lot of noise, you got a lot of, uh, you know, your senses or, you know, smells, hearing, touching, that sort of thing. Uh, but seeing as you have other colleagues that have experienced other things, as you mentioned here at the end, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, it's not bothering you guys, it's just trying to spook you a little bit, I guess, huh? having some fun uh we've only had a few stories like that that come in kind of like a trickster playful type of spirit if it is a spirit but uh yeah you never know hey lender thank you very much i loved it all right yeah <laughs> sounds like um sounds like a tour you know he's doing some sort of ghost tour and he has to go you know lead the audience through this door and he's in this room uh, that's what it sounds like, and that's when that happened. Yeah, he said he opened up the door so all the light can come in because he didn't want to be standing there in the dark anymore. <laughs> so I don't blame him. All right. This one is by Sadness, and it's titled A Final Goodbye. Okay, Sadness. Let's see what you got, man. I was about 14 when all of this began. A little background. My mom was diagnosed with reoccurring cancer about eight to nine months after my dad left us. So we had to move in with two of my aunts and my maternal grandparents because my mom could not afford to pay rent on her own. When we first moved into the new house, my mom, younger brother, and I shared the master bedroom, which was huge. At the far end of the room, there is a little hallway that leads to the master bedroom and it has a closet on each side. My bed was on one side of the hallway entry, and my mom and little brother's bed was on the other side. The second night we spent there, my brother mentioned that he woke up around 2 a.m. to use the bathroom, but froze when he saw a white glowing figure in between both beds that slowly rose from a sitting or kneeling position and walked down the small hallway towards the bathroom. My mom and I dismissed his story because he was only 11, so we thought he was either dreaming or imagining things. One night when I was about 15 or 16, I was lying in bed awake around 1 a.m. when I heard a female crying in between both beds. It sounded closer to my mom's bed, so I assumed it was her at first. My mom was going through chemo and sometimes cried at night when she thought we were sleeping because she was in pain physically or emotionally because chemo is a bitch. Anyway, I stayed still for a couple of minutes listening to the crying because it didn't sound like my mom and I was trying to analyze what might be wrong. When I couldn't just pretend like I didn't hear anything anymore, I said, uh, Mammy? And she replied, her voice completely clear and obviously that she hadn't been crying. Yeah, baby. The crazy part is that as soon as I said, Mammy, the crying stopped abruptly. No sobs or sniffles or anything. I asked her if she was okay. And she said that she thought it was me that had been crying, but she knew sometimes people just have to cry, so she didn't want to disturb me. At that point, I sat up and told her it wasn't me. She said it was oh, probably our dog having a bad dream then. 
I looked around through the dark and spotted my white dog in a corner on the opposite side of the room. I agreed with her because I was spooked and hid under my covers. The next day I brought it up again and she told me that she didn't think it was my dog. She just didn't want to scare me. A few minutes before the crying started she felt something rub her leg almost smoothly. A few more years and experiences which I will refer back to you later. My mom was in the hospital. At first it started like any other time she was hospitalized but her condition quickly deteriorated. I spent the nights with her at the hospital and there were several times when I felt something off in the room. And one night I didn't spend the night at the hospital but I got a call from my aunt that my mom was calling for me and she needed me and my brothers to go to the hospital ASAP. When I arrived the nurse was changing the bed sheets but my mom was too weak to get up so I had to help kind of hold her in a sitting position as they maneuvered around her. She was trying to be her silly self but it was clear something was wrong. She looked up, stared behind where my aunt was standing and screamed, Lucy be careful that that shadow behind you. We looked and didn't see anything so we assumed it was the medication making her hallucinate. The next day my cousins came in to stay with her while I got something to eat. I didn't know about this until recently and I never mentioned the shadow incident to anyone either but my cousin Carla saw the shadow as well. My family is very religious although I am not and my cousin said that she was singing some gospel to my mom when my mom said keep singing keep singing the shadow doesn't like it when we pray or sing. Soon after that, my cousin saw a dark shadow in the corner behind my mom's bed. As it got closer to my mom, she saw two white beams of light on either side of my mom's hospital bed, and the shadow backed up and disappeared. Her sister had a similar experience. My mom was already in a coma when my cousin experienced this. But she said she was holding my mom's hand and praying when she had an urge to look up. She saw a dark shadow on the opposite side of the room that started moving towards them. It startled her so much that she got up and got closer to my mom. Once again, the two beams appeared by my mom's bed and the shadow disappeared. Keep in mind, none of us had spoken to each other about these experiences until I mentioned what my mom said to my aunt. The last thing that happened to me was the night my mom passed away. It was about four days after my cousins experienced that in the hospital. And my mom had been sent home on hospice. And the day she passed, my dog died as well. Uh, my dog died in the morning and I was so sad that I slept all day. Around 9 p.m. I had a dream that I was lying in bed and my mom walked up to me, healthy and happy, and said to me, I love you, me, Nina, my girl in Spanish, but it's time for me to go. She then kissed me and I woke up. I went to her room and told her I loved her and was just going to get something to eat. I kissed her forehead and went downstairs. I haven't even sat down to eat my pizza when my aunt ran downstairs and told everyone my mom had stopped breathing. 
I honestly believe my mom said one final goodbye to me before finally letting go. Thank you for reading my story. Love the podcast. Man, and that's uh, from Sadness. Sadness, thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, very sorry about your mother. Yeah, you know, we, we get all kinds of stories, and I've read all kinds of stories about people, you know, unfortunately on their deathbeds uh, in hospitals, and sometimes this sort of thing happens, uh, you know, it's all over the place. It could be like a week before um, they're going to die. It could be days. It could be hours. And most of the time that I've what I've read or what we have gotten is they start seeing loved ones from the past that, that have passed on and you know sometimes they're having a conversation with them not really a conversation but they're answering questions all they're saying is yes no yes as if they're you know being asked questions and um, this has been observed over and over again not all the time though you know not everyone on their deathbed has this sort of thing but every once in a while yeah it's been reported it's pretty interesting this is the first time I've ever read about beams of light though and these shadows you know every once in a while we do get a story or I have read a story uh, where yeah people do see shadows sometimes walking past the hallway or sometimes standing in the doorway of the hospital room that sort of thing but I've never read about these beams of light that come down seems to be uh, you know protecting your mother or whatever because these shadows appear and then the beams of light appear and then the shadows go away um, one of your cousins at one point in time, you know, was singing, you know, gospel to your mom and, uh, your mom just mentions to her, keep on singing because the shadows don't like it. So, you know, that's interesting though. Hey, sadness. Thank you very much for uh, sharing again. And that is it guys. That's all that's in uh Brit's packet that she sent me by email. And I just want to thank you all for coming here every week and listening to what we have here on the network. Just a friendly reminder, there's multiple ways of getting the shows on RPA. We are on all the major audio platforms such as Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all that good stuff. You can use your podcast catcher to find us. And of course, you can always go to realparanormalactivity.com or you can get the free RPA app that we've had built for you guys because you know what? We love you. Oh yeah. Just go to your app store and do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, and download it today stream anytime anywhere and of course it has full video capabilities so you'll be able to watch the videos and also a special thanks to our premium members thank you very much for supporting the network and if you guys want to support the network premium membership is only three dollars and nine nine cents a month and you can cancel anytime get one month cancel or keep on going and what's included for your hard-earned money it's not a donation you actually get something for your money as you get all the previous RPA Monday episodes, the previous interviews, the previous listener stories, the previous bonus episodes, and we also have a little bit over 30 audiobooks of folklore from cultures from around the world. Very interesting and very entertaining. Hours upon hours upon hours of entertainment, and it helps to support the network. $3.99 a month. Cancel anytime. You can go to realparanormalactivity.com. You'll see a big button there that says Get Premium Access and set up your account through there. Or if you have the RPA app, you can register through the app as well. Full capability. And I hope everyone stays safe out there with this COVID-19 thing going on. 
And with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britt, and is also made possible by LaFoss Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you, and good night.